0: That's 800-984-4207. Live from San Francisco
1: on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready?
2: Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. we got a lot to get into here on the show today, and I will not lie, I have not watched the AEW or NWA power shows from last night. Long story short, I I just hit my wall with watching wrestling between the SmackDown show and the TakeOver show and the Survivor Series show and the Raw show, and then watching Retro Raw Nitro from 19 years ago this week, I could not watch any more wrestling on Tuesday night. Now, I do have a question for everybody, because I was told that there were all sorts of production issues on the AEW Dark Show. So I would like to know, was it bad? How bad was it? And then, of course, on top of that, how are the matches on the show? Jack Evans facing Kenny Omega for the AAA Super Mega Heavyweight Championship. How was that match? And everything else on the show. You can give us your thoughts here today. What we're going to do, because it is a holiday edition of the show here today with Thanksgiving tomorrow, is we're going to take open line calls here today. But only if you have something interesting and valid to say. If you do, the phone number, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. That is, actually, you know what? I gave you the wrong number. No, I didn't give you the wrong number. 1-800-878-7529. Old habits die hard. Text messages is 425-780-7566. You can email me at brian at wrestlingobserver.com. You can tweet me at brian alvarez. Mike is at sempervivi. we got a lot of news to get into as well. We're going to start with that here today. Including, yes, uh, Corey Graves apologized tomorrow, Ronaldo On Tuesday night. We'll get into that after the break. We got Starcade, we got the lineups for the NXT show tonight, and the AEW show. We got the lineup for Starcade, we got new things added to Starcade that's coming up this weekend. All sorts of stuff, so stick around, we'll kick it off after the break, Wrestling Observer Live.
1: Open, the wall's falling through the floor. Well to keep it, I get some game in store. You're with
4: me now. We'll be again. Other points in between and the cool, cool mornings. Turn the days of swam are safe. Living right is easy. Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, Take advantage of Black Friday deals at O'Reilly Auto Parts. This Friday through Sunday, you'll find something for everyone on your list. Stereo accessories, hot wheels, universal backup cameras, cordless tools, gift cards, and more. You can even order online and pick them up in-store. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. O,
4: O,
5: O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Make Kohl's Black Friday your first stop. Get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And incredible Black Friday doorbusters. Stores open Thursday at 5 p.m. Or shop Kohl's.com all day Thursday. Plus, take an extra 15% off. Kohl's Black Friday, don't miss it. Doorbusters valid Thursday, November 28th, while supplies last or until 1 p.m. Friday. 15% offer valid November 25th to
2: 29th. with promo code thanks. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.
4: tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just
0: $9.95. 800-584-2519. 800-584-2519. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. That's 855-325-1780. You are
1: listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. is noted a holiday show here today. As a result, we are going to be taking your phone calls. If you have something valid and important to talk about here today, if you do not, then do not call. The number, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Text messages, 425-780-7566. I'm Brian at WrestlingObserver.com, at Brian Alvarez. Mike is at Sempervivi. On this week's edition of his After the Bell podcast, Corey Graves addressed the tweet that he sent about Mauro Ranallo during NXT TakeOver War Games. Graves addressed the tweet at the start of the podcast episode. He said that he never meant to offend, disrespect, or disparage anyone and apologized if it was taken that way. Before we go any further, he said, on a personal note, I need to address something. This past Saturday, during the TakeOver War Games event, I sent out a tweet. It was an unpopular opinion, as I often do, with the intention of just stirring up a little controversy. Maybe have something fun to talk about on TV or here on the show. It was maybe not the most professional way to go about things, and it was never meant to offend or disrespect or disparage anyone. That was never my intention. If it was taken as such, I apologize deeply. That was not my intention. I would never intentionally cause anybody any undue stress, especially a co-worker, so I apologize. That's his apology. <laughs> he waited until Tuesday night. He was so deeply offended. Or he was so deeply... What is his word here? He, he, he was so whatever. I mean, he... he Basically, let's just cut to the chase. A couple of days ago, I think it might have been yesterday, I gave the options for Corey Graves, okay? He was either a prick or he was an idiot. Those were the two options. And based on his apology here, he was an idiot. I mean, come on. And a prick, actually. Because he pretty much flat out said I was looking to stir up controversy, have something fun to talk about on TV or here on the show. As I mentioned yesterday... It's not even like he attacked the entire NXT commentary team. Like, this is some sort of angle to play into the Survivor Series weekend. He didn't attack Beth. He didn't attack Nigel McGinnis. He attacked one guy, a guy who on his own social media said, you know what, it's probably going to be a rough weekend for me. And he attacked that one guy. He deeply offended the guy. The guy went home. The guy came back on Sunday and decided to go home again because he didn't get an apology. Corey Graves apologized to other people, but not Mauro Ranallo. And now Corey Graves has to go on his show on Tuesday night and say, oh man, I never meant for this to happen. I never meant to to deeply offend anybody. That wasn't my intention to do that to Mauro I was I was just trying to stir a little bit up right here. Well, there you go. Mauro Ronaldo, as noted by Post Wrestling, will probably not be calling tonight's NXT. As of yesterday, as of Tuesday, Mauro Ronaldo was not coming in to call the NXT show. Now, as of yesterday, when this report came out, Corey Graves did not apologize to him. Now, I don't even know if Corey Graves personally called... Mr. Telephone here, Corey Graves. Why doesn't anybody call me? Why doesn't anybody call me? Where's Dave Meltzer to call me? My phone hasn't rang yet. I don't know if Mr. Telephone is bothered to call Mauro Ronaldo. If he has, well, I didn't hear about that. Maybe he did. If he did, then so be it. But all I know is he apologized on his show to Mauro Ronaldo. and we'll find out if Mauro Ronaldo is coming to the show tonight because as as of yesterday, he had not been apologized to, and he wasn't going to NXT tonight. So that's the update mister Standup Stand-Up Corey Graves apologizing on his program yesterday.
6: Why wouldn't you look at this and the best thing you could possibly come away from it with Corey Graves is he was an idiot that lived and died by the hot take. That's the best thing you can say about it. The worst thing you can say about it is it's all disingenuous and it's all BS. I don't know. I don't know where where the truth lies. It's probably somewhere in the middle. I'm sure he is apologetic. I'm sure he isn't happy about the feedback that he's getting back just because he's just not happy with the feedback he's getting back. And he's probably tired of hearing of it. But that's what you get. This is like Cornette with the, the joke that he told on the NWA and Graves doing this. I mean... You threw that out there to, to of all people, that guy, you know, no matter what you want to think about Morrow being inside of his feelings bag or not understanding the position that he's in and how it affects him, fine. You want to say you don't like him, you think he's too sensitive, whatever, even though that's nonsense. You you don't want to, you don't like him as an announcer. That's fine. You think he's way too verbose and obnoxious. Fine. Fine. There was no need to land that shot the way you did, and there's no excuse about it. And if you are, you're saying in one hand that you did it because you wanted to stir up a little bit of controversy like that on him. That's how you wanted to do it. That's the person you wanted to to take your shot at of of all people. You know, you're working <laughs> that. That's what you wanted to do. That's the guy. Come on, man. You know, and and to me, it was more deep seated than that. And I don't know if he's the only one, frankly. That should be apologizing, but I guess at least he did it. I don't know if this puts a period on the sentence or not, but boy, I think after the last couple of days, I would surely like it to, and then we can move on. But I would also like to see Morrow back. Thanks.
3: Hey, you know, Corey was tweeting at me the other day that I didn't understand how this business worked. Mm. Yeah. Then, he, then he then he then he apologizes. Of this this supposed apology. Of let me, me let me let me tell you one thing here, okay? This is to Corey Graves. Because I've been doing this job, radio shows. I've been on the radio for 20 years and doing podcasts since 2005. So I do understand this business, and I'll give you a little piece of advice. You don't have to have hot takes. You don't have to stir up controversy to get people to listen to your show if you're just good at your job. So maybe instead of trying to offend people, And come up with these stupid things to say that cause people to quit their job, basically, and go home. And have very, very bad days, by the way. Forget the whole job thing. Mara Ranallo has had some very, very bad days because of this. Maybe work on being good at your job, and then people will listen to your show, and you don't need the stupid hot takes. That's my friendly advice.
6: While you're at it, too, much of work on being a good person. That way, these. Yeah, well, let's not like, let's not get crazy, Mike. Well, I know, but you know, sometimes some of that uh, s wouldn't dribble out your face then if, if if you worked on that a little bit harder.
3: So we got the Starcade show coming up, and this is the lineup. These are the these are the matches you will see if you watch Starcade on the WWE Network. You will see the Kabuki Warriors facing Charlotte and Becky, and Bailey and Sasha and Nikki Cross and the returning Alexa Bliss for the women's tag team titles that's coming up Saturday on the WWE Network. And you'll also see Rusev versus Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. So believe it or not, it appears that they're giving that match away. Am I wrong? I think they're giving that match away on Starcade. I thought the first match was going to be a TLC. They're do- they're starting with the last man standing match. And by the way, Bobby Lashley, think about this. Bobby Lashley was killed on Raw. He was thrown off the stage, and like a big metal thing fell on him and crushed him. Mm -hmm. Rusev violated a restraining order, resisted arrest, attempted murder, and assault with a deadly weapon, I might add. They're both wrestling on Saturday. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure those are the two matches on Starcade.
6: Yeah, well, you know, it's not uh, any surprise that WWE starts with the last match and moves backwards. It's something that we used to make fun of other companies for. They do it constantly now. It's completely ridiculous. And, yeah, it's actually not even uh, just just them. A lot of places do this. It's very, very annoying.
3: By the way, I just want to mention here that on October 10, 2019, Corey Graves tweeted the following. Until you have felt its power, it's difficult to understand depression and anxiety. It's very real and even worse without someone to lean on. Ask for help, or if someone close to you is suffering, please just listen. It might make all the difference. That's from Corey Graves on October 10, 2019. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Call right now. That number is 800 485 6003. You are listening to Wrestling
1: Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting
3: Network. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of wrestlingobserver.com. Let's take a quick break here and go to Tony. Tony, you're on the air. What's going on, my friend?
5: Hey, Brian. Hey, Mike. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, I'm not going to curse in the air because I respect you guys, but it's the holiday season, which means it's time for everyone to drive like a you-know-what. So everybody stay safe out there and have a good holiday.
3: All right. What's on your mind?
5: Uh, all right. I got two points, Um, one of which, they're both about Survivor Series, one of which was vaguely touched upon by Vinny, very, very vaguely. The other was not touched upon by anybody. I'm actually disappointed in you and Dave for not bringing it up. The first one was E.O. Shirai and Candice. Pallying around like friends and hatching a plan together like friends and celebrating together like friends when they won at Survivor Series, when they tried to kill each other a month before, and that was not even addressed upon by any of the commentators.
3: All right, I'll get to that one in a minute. What's the other one?
5: Okay, the other one was actually not touched
3: at all, and it was
5: Natty and Sasha. Not only were Natty and Sasha not even on the same brand – But they were together, arm in arm, patching a plan to beat up Rhea Ripley, when a month or two before, Sasha returned by turning heel and beating up Natty as she cut a promo about her deceased father. And I said a week ago that if they don't care, why should we? But it's just insulting to my intelligence and to anybody's intelligence who remembers how Sasha returned. It's just weird to see no continuity, and it reminds me of the old Vince Russo booking of the women where they're catty and there's no depth at all to their characters, and it's just very frustrating.
3: All right, well, I want to thank you very much for the call, and here's here's my defense for myself, okay? Yes, I made no mention of you and Candice being all buddy-buddy together, all right? But, I mean, dude, all week I've been talking about that. I mean, what about the angle on SmackDown where like all of the baby faces made the save for the heel Shayna Baszler. I mean, the whole Survivor Series build was so convoluted. Like there's there's heels teaming up with baby faces. I mean, they they tried to explain it, which was, you know, these people are so loyal to their brand that they're willing to put their problems aside to take off take out all of these other brands, which Would would make sense if there was, like, a sense of brand loyalty, but there's not. Like, everybody just got drafted. They didn't even have a choice where they went. Like, you're telling me that the—we talked about this yesterday, the Street Profits. They have been NXT for life. They got got called up—what? How long ago was it? Three weeks ago? And now, all of a sudden, because they got called up three weeks ago to Raw, now, all of a sudden, they're ready to help destroy NXT— it made no sense. All of it made no sense. I mean, I could have gone through the pay-per-view and pointed out, like, every pairing that didn't make sense and why is this guy with this guy and, like, you know, why? I forget who it was. It was it was Sasha. I think it was Sasha and Natty, maybe. Like, why are they teaming up to take out Rhea Ripley, but then Sasha turns on Natty before they take out Rhea Ripley? Like, what? That's just what they did for the show.
6: The street, Things like the Street Popper should be easily explainable in commentary. You're getting that big raw money now. Paul, you know, whatever. They they were up here, they were talking backstage. They got their shot. They've been out here. They've been fighting. They like it here. They they like their new home. They're comfy. This is good. This is good. Simple as that. That's the same with like Kari and Eo. And, and how they played that one up. It's just, you know, she's got a new partner now. You know, something looks different now if you're EO. And you see Kari there in the red. It's just easily explainable away. Now, I didn't like Eo and Candace and I did realize that on Sunday, and I think maybe on Twitter. I I know that was pointed out, but to be honest with you, and it's actually worse when you think about the scenario of which Sasha came back and what she said and how she aimed it at Natalia's dead father that I completely forgot about that one. So Mia Culpa on that one, I did forget about that. And the bottom line is when you have all those people at your – at your fingertips you don't have to use the same person that was on the team like when it came to Candice and Neil running back out there you know i other than to say oh these people weren't injured surprise and now they're running back out you could have taken anybody out there to be that person to come out for NXT to interfere and to be that hired hand you know yeah this is about brands so you had anybody on the heel side or the devious side at your disposal to go and make that move and they just didn't do it
3: all right, so a note right here that I want to get into, and that is the Raw rating for Monday. This is very important, everybody. Raw last night averaged 2.11 million viewers, the second lowest non-holiday number of the modern era. It was down 1% from the prior week, in a sense worse because of two factors. The first is the Baltimore Ravens blowout win over the L.A. Rams, 45-6. to Is that Rob's team? led to the NFL number declining 13% from last week to 10.93 million viewers. Second is the show's the day after Survivor Series. So it should have been expected to get a significant bump. So the key here is the first hour did 2.24 million viewers, which Dave went as far as to say was shocking. million viewers for hour two, 1.90 million viewers for hour three. Second lowest non-holiday number of the modern era. Now, the reason I want to bring this up is I don't believe for one second that this number started low because Raw only got one point in the Survivor Series, okay? There's no way, all right? No. So, What that means to me is... I mean, forget the numbers, all right? NXT got a very powerful push all weekend as they were doing the Survivor Series weekend. One would think that that would lead to a very good number for NXT tonight. Now, maybe it will. I mean, they pushed those those wrestlers hard on Raw and SmackDown. And granted... You know, the WWE Network, there's there's basically a million subscribers in the U.S. So, I mean, if you had friends over, you know, whatever. But it's not like—it's not as big as people think, that Survivor Series number on the WWE Network. So, well, we're going to see what happens tonight. By all rights—and I said this last week—by all rights, NXT should win tonight. Because they got the big push. They were the superior—they were the A brand at Survivor Series. They've been pushed hard on SmackDown, which did a very good number. By all rights, they should beat AEW tonight. But, Raw did the second lowest non-holiday number in modern history. They got zero pay-per-view bump. That's weird. So, we'll see what happens tonight. I mean, very often, the, the SmackDown number back in the day, SmackDown number was directly tied to the Raw number. Like, if if Raw did 2 million viewers, SmackDown did about 85%. If Raw did 3 million viewers, which it never did, then SmackDown did 85%. So, if the NXT number is, in fact, linked to the Raw number in some way, then they may not win tonight. Now, the two show lineups here, very quickly. The NXT show, we have got two title matches the undisputed ERA will defend against Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Would not be one bit surprised if that's a title change. Akira Tozawa is challenging Leo Rush for the NXT title. Team Champa. We talked about all that Survivor Series. Those are the big matches coming up for NXT tonight. AW Dynamite in Chicago has got a big show. We have got the Thanksgiving thank you celebration for La Champion. We've got Jericho Scorpio Sky for the AW World title, Kenny Omega versus Pac, Hangman Page versus MJF for the Dynamite Diamond Ring, as presented by Diamond Dallas Page. Makes sense. And the American Nightmare, Cody, returns to action. It's a packed (laughs) show. This will be a very, very interesting head-to-head battle.
6: Do you remember when Eddie Guerrero uh, got his his Battle Bowl ring and then Diamond Dallas Page was destitute? And was kind of like I
3: vaguely remember
6: this. It was like at the beginning of the Nitro days. It's I one vaguely of those remember this forgotten undercard storylines that was really really entertaining. Wasn't the greatest thing in the world. Wasn't the most memorable, but it was in a little bit of a vacuum. It was very very good. Far better than your Lost in Cleveland's and some of the things like that 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 went along.
3: <laughs> All right, let's go to Derek in New Jersey, who is ready to go. Derek, what's going on?
6: What's going on, guys?
3: It's happening.
5: Not too much. Uh, you guys still talking about uh, Dark, or did you guys move on?
3: We can talk about AW Dark, whatever you want to talk about, but go quick.
5: All right. Uh, I was a little surprised uh, that Kenny's match with uh, Jack Evans went as long as it did. I think it put uh, Jack over. Maybe that was the point. It put Jack over a little more than it did Kenny, even though he picked up the win. Shocked as hell to see Trent Beretta go over Pentagon. Uh, I love they see single stuff in uh in uh, trent or not but i was curious about that what you thought
3: well i want to thank you very much for the call like i said i haven't seen the show yet but i did get all the results and yeah trent beating pentagon i did not expect that but now you can do the best friends versus pentagon and phoenix okay. it's an phoenix easy way to shop. set up a man i mean yeah. They don't want to do disqualifications, and they don't want to do countouts, and as a result, this is one of the great things about AEW. Seeing as I'm on the payroll, I gotta talk about good AEW things. One of the great things about AEW is they don't do DQs, countouts. Like there's there's wins and losses, and so because they do that, you're going to get results that you don't expect. And in WWE, because they do so many DQs and countouts to protect people, that if this were WWE and Trent beat Pentagon, like all we'd be talking about today is why is Pentagon being buried? Because that's how the fans have been conditioned. If a bigger star loses to a lesser star on WWE TV, if they actually lose pinfall, they must be being buried. In AEW, all it means is, well, they're going somewhere here probably going towards that that tag team feud so that's a big benefit to not doing dqs and canouts. even though not doing dqs and canouts there are occasionally problems back in a moment observer live
0: i'm the Mountie. i'm handsome i'm brave i'm strong
2: Psst. hey you yeah you holiday inn express wants to let you in on a little secret Members can now get up to 25% off at HolidayInnExpress.com during our cyber sale. We'll even throw in free breakfast. Just kidding. Breakfast is always included in your stay at Holiday Inn Express. Book now and save at HolidayInnExpress.com. Terms apply.
3: At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years.
0: That's eight hundred four zero three fifty nine twelve. Offer not valid in all states where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details.
4: Need cash today? Have bad credit or maxed out cards? GotLoans.com can help. GotLoans.com is one of the nation's largest personal loan networks with over 100 different lenders. You can get up to $5,000 with no paperwork. Get your cash as soon as tomorrow. Just have a checking account and a regular income source. For the personal loan you need now, whatever your credit, it's GotLoans.com. On your smartphone or computer, GotLoans.com.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Let's go to Jack in Montana. Jack, you're on the air. What's going on, dude?
0: Uh, my question's uh, about the Seth Rollins turn. Uh, you were talking about a few days ago about how Seth's the new
5: Roman Reigns, and then, you know, he turned heel. Uh, my question is, why do you think they didn't, like, fight fight like the fans on this like they did with Roman?
3: Ah, oh, it's a very simple answer, my friend. I want to thank you very much for the call. So, Roman Reigns. Well, all of you hated Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was, like, the closest thing they actually had to John Cena. As far as, like, moving merchandise and ratings and all of that. Like, he was a mover. He wasn't a huge mover. He wasn't a John Cena. He certainly wasn't a rocker Steve Austin. But they had nobody else that was moving numbers like Roman Reigns. And so he had to be their top babyface, even if you hated them. Seth is not doing that. Like, dude, Seth Rollins opens up Raw. God bless the guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's Kind of a geek, but. Seth opens a show with his big town hall meeting, and then the big build for that main event. Seth, think about this the most hated guy on the roster, forget the actual match that nobody cared about because Seth wrestled it weird. You got the biggest babyface on the main roster the entire weekend, Kevin Owens, going up against newly turned heel Seth Rollins. It has 1.9 million viewers in the third hour. Like, this is Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is not doing top babyface numbers. So why fight it? If the people hate him, and he's not there holding up the company as a top babyface. Just turn the guy. And that's what they did. Two very, very different situations. That's the answer there. is the latest WWE personality to re-sign with the company. Proversing Sheet reported Lon had signed a new five-year contract with WWE. She acknowledged the report by posting an in-depth tweet congratulating herself on the deal. I just signed a multi million dollar deal with WWE. Congrats, she tweeted. It allows her to take time off for outside projects. Report noted Rusev still in discussions with WWE regarding a new contract, and ha- he has not re signed yet. So, yeah, you know, let me test something, everybody. Rusev, a little while ago, was doing this interview. I don't remember where it was at. If anybody knows, let me know so I can credit. But he he basically was talking about how awesome this storyline is. And, like, I look at this storyline and I think, my God, if I were Rusev, like, what are you thinking, dude? Like, look at wrestling history. But Rusev is on there claiming how awesome it is and how over it is and how they're the hottest thing in wrestling. And I'm like, okay, well, there's two options. You believe this or you don't believe this. Those are the only two options, okay? We're going to find out if he believes it or if he doesn't believe it based on whether he re-signs or not. And my guess is he's actually going to re-sign. So there you go. And if he does, I do not want to hear any complaining if it only gets worse. If his wife legit leaves, uh, I shouldn't get into that. But anyway, I don't want to hear any complaining if it doesn't work out. Hey, he's getting paid,
6: so that's good. No matter what happens, they're going to have a... a a solvent household because whether he resigns there for lots of money or he goes somewhere else for maybe a little bit less money, he's still going to be taken care of pretty well. So I don't think there's any concern with that either way. And the reality is unlike I think what was going on with Mike Bennett's situation, because Rusev has got so much goodwill built up, uh, he's going to be able to survive this and come out of it. Uh, it. What they do with him afterwards is going to be interesting, but I don't think he's going to have a stench upon this, and that's 100% due to the fans and how much they care about him. So he's still going to have a shot. Now, if this is something they're going to want to regularly do, or now that they've done it, they have ideas to do something with Lana and something different with him if he resigns, We'll see. But like you said, anybody that resigns, you know, if don't bitch uh, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, you know what you're at and you know where you're at and you know what you're getting into. This
3: person here says after hearing what you said on the Retro Show review about how great Mean Gene was, why do you think WWE are so afraid to let the announcers get over at any cost? They are still part of the big machine. And if it happens. So one of them gets really over. They can still make money from merch, meet and greets, etc. Well, first off, I mean, no announcers. Can, I don't think there's Charlie Caruso merchandise. Maybe there is, actually. I don't even know, but. I'd buy it. I mean, here's the issue with the announcers, okay? They don't want the announcers to get over. Now, why? I have a theory, but I I don't know what's in Vince McMahon. I, dude, I never know what's in Vince McMahon's head. I try and figure out what's in his head, and I still can't figure it out. My theory is okay. Well, first off, they only want to hire very attractive people. That's a fact. If you want to go on Twitter and stir up problems, go for it. But that's just a fact. Name me one unattractive announcer in WWE. There is not one. They only want to hire attractive people. TV will now, do this. Gene Okerlund. Gene Okerlund had been doing this forever he had so much experience and back then it wasn't like it is today gene they just hired a guy who was very popular and very good at his job and they let him go in there and be very popular and very good at his job what they want now is an announcer or an interview person who is very very attractive and can ask a couple of really really stupid questions and then stand there and smile That's what they want. If you're mad about that, I don't know what to tell you. That's, I mean, I watch WWE television. We all do, okay? Dasha. Dasha on AEW Dark. For those of you that saw that show, if you didn't see the interview she did with Chris Van Vliet, if you just watch her on on AEW Dark, like, I can't even convince you it's the same person. That right there is everything you need to know about WWE. My theory is this. My theory is that back in the days of Mean Gene Okerlund in WWE, everybody, all of these wrestlers were so charismatic and they were so much larger than life and a lot of them were completely out of their minds. And so Mean Gene, no matter how good he was, he rarely outshined the talent because they were so big and charismatic and larger than life, every now and then he'd get in with somebody and have to carry them. Every now and then he'd get into somebody like I'm trying to think who was like just a lump back then. I mean, there weren't a lot of them, and and those people usually didn't get interviewed anyway. Uncle Elmer, but we, we talk got about to... somebody who had to lean, he had to lead by the nose and help sure. around. Sure, yeah. yeah, but those were rare. Like the top stars. I mean, no matter what Gene Okerlund is going to do, he's not going to outshine Hulk Hogan. He's not going to outshine the Macho Man Randy Savage. He's not going to outshine the Ultimate Warrior. He's not going to outshine the Honky Tonk, any of these guys. He can't. They're that crazy. Now we've got a roster of younger wrestlers, and a lot of them are just, they're happy to be there. And they've been taught to do promos a certain way, which is, you know, memorize some lines that they would never say in real life do their best to spout them out even though they have zero acting training. And, like, if you had a mean gene, he'd outshine 90% of them. And you know what? Dasha, if you had the Dasha from AEW Dark, she would outshine 75% of the wrestlers during those interviews. They don't want that. And so because you've got a less charismatic, less wacky, less ability to cut a promo roster today than you had in the 80s they've got to have the most generic boring nothing happening mannequins do this job and if you are good at your job like Dasha could have been excellent at her job you have to dial it down to the point where you're a robot which was funny because she dialed it down so successfully that they fired her like it's just ridiculous it's completely ridiculous but that's my theory as to why They just have to stand there, ask a stupid question, and then not even respond. Pamela Paulshock is doing a better job on Nitro than most of the interview people they have out there today.
6: You know what Charlie Caruso did for a living before she got to WWE? She held a microphone and she talked to people. And she was so good at it. The WWE saw her, liked her look, and said, eh, "We want her." And however that came to be, where she fell under their employ, dude. But if you
3: let Charlie be Charlie, she would blow away ninety nine percent of exactly. the roster. This is but like they Renee can't Young. have that.
6: Renee Young was on the score or whatever it was on the the whatever the post raw whatever that gimmick was up there, like you know. She was really good at what she did. That's why they hired her. Then you take her and you go decide to put her on commentary. And in NXT, that was one thing. She was learning. And then you go and you put her on because she's too good at doing backstage interviews on Raw. And you want a woman's presence on the on the announce team. It's like, you know, square peg, round hole, and then you're upset that it doesn't work, and then you're screaming at people in their ears and telling them to force banter and all the other nonsense that they did with her in there, and it was ridiculously, completely stupid, and now she's on a show that we'll see how many people watch it, but it's far better for her to be doing, and it's just... I I don't understand why they make the decisions that they make and how they produce these people. Not only the announcer's faceless. We know the referees are faceless. They're just an interchangeable part of the displays, even though that Red Shoes Uno and Red Shoes Dugan and you name it, Tiger Hattori, Tommy Young, Scrappy McGowan, the Hebners, they enhanced when we knew who they were. It enhanced everything. It was okay, but it's just the machine, and this is how this is the vision. And this is why we're in the position that we're in. This is why there's 1.9 people, million people at the end of Raw. This is why that the other two, NXT and AEW, God bless, they are fighting as it stands right now tonight for 1.7 to 1.9 million people. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a lot more than that. And I just I sit back and I cringe a little bit as a wrestling fan when you step back and you you stop the tribalism over battling who you like, whether it's New Japan or I like this or I like WWE and AEW, whatever, I hope we're cultivating wrestling fans. I really do. I hope we're cultivating wrestling fans in the same way that, that we were becoming wrestling fans. And I know that's not happening in the exact same way, but we have got to get some wrestling fans actually being you know becoming serious fans and i i worry about that happening i worry about where we've come when we're talking about less than 2 million people for all of these shows it it is it bothers me it really actually does
3: all right ben you're on the air what's going on uh, hey guys i just want to uh join
4: in on the conversation about uh what you're talking about uh just the two uh companies and how they allow certain people to kind of be themselves and get over naturally uh, I know you guys didn't watch the episode of Dark, but uh, it, it's it's crazy. Uh, Aubrey Edwards got this pop when she was announced to the. Oh, I heard she got the vis- biggest.
3: She got a bigger pop than Jack yeah. Evans, right? There you
4: go. Yeah, and and this this crowd was visibly tired. They had to sit through, uh, you know, the entire, you know, two hours and the Dark matches and this really truly shockingly bad women's match, which is another topic for another day. But uh, um, it's it it's almost like a tale of two companies. You know, we're in this wrestling war right it now. And, and, and you have one company that allows people to cut organic promos. And like you say, like Dean Ambrose versus John Moxley, it's almost like two different dudes. But here we are. We're talking about these bland personalities that are just so hard to watch. And then you have these other personalities that like Aubrey Edwards is a great referee. And the crowd loves her for it. And it's just, you know, it's well, just interesting to, uh, to note. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, I want, I want to thank you very much for the call. We're coming up on a break, but this is a broken record, so I'm going to say it as quickly as I can. Wrestling is fake. Yes, the athleticism is real, but the point is it's fake, okay? So the whole idea should be give the wrestlers an opportunity, and if people start to get over, you go with it because it's fake and you can't. That's what AEW is trying to do. In WWE, it's fake, and if guys start to get over and they don't want them over, then they use the the fact that wrestling is fake to make them less over. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, Brian, just want to say I love AEW listening to criticism and actually working on it. Shanna and Big Swole had promos on Dark. I did not know much about Swole or her having Crohn's disease. But her 30-second promo has made me a fan. How about that? You actually let people in and tell them something about the real lives of these characters, and they get behind the characters. A novel concept in professional wrestling. This person here says, The new generation of fans, I think, is going to look at WWE as the old people wrestling promotion, and it will be irrelevant the same way cassette tapes and disco music are now. Well, I mean... If you look at the demos, I mean, WWE is the old person's wrestling promotion. Yes, they're the old people. It's the oldest demo. There's the youngest demo and the oldest demo. So the people in the oldest demo are old people. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you the way things are. The the younger fans are more into AEW and, to a degree, NXT than they are Raw and SmackDown. That's a fact. Now, whether or not that means, like, the company's going to die... I mean, it's not going to die. But what it could mean is this idea that WWE is going to be around forever, it ain't going to be around forever. As long as these fans are alive, it's going to be around. But at some point when these fans pass away, we may have big problems. That's the issue we got to deal with here. But I don't know if Vince cares because he'll probably be long gone. We've got a lot to get into over the next couple of days. Thanksgiving is one of those things, everybody. If you're outside the U.S., there's no show tomorrow because it is American Thanksgiving. But we'll be back on Friday. Black Friday. Got a lot of stuff going on over the next couple of days. Check out the front page for more. I'll be back with Dave Meltzer tonight. Lots of great shows over the last couple of days, so check it out and that is it. We will talk to you again after a while.